Welcome to your typical shonen protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and today we're talking about Digimon Adventure. Last Evolution Kizuna. First off, Kai, how you doing? I'm doing, man. I'm doing, actually, I'm doing great. I'm always doing great when we review Digimon. Uh, yes, we have been on track to watch all of Digimon try, and we finally accomplished it. And then you have me watch Digimon Adventure Last Evolution Kizuna. Like, why did we go through all of that just to get here? Like, we didn't need to watch six movies just for this wonderful, great film. We, we could have just, I don't know, fucking started here. <laughs> we could have. You know, it was a wild thing. Like, literally, I like. I feel like Try serves. At first, I was like, you know, Try gave us the older Digi Destin. You know, it, gave, it had its purpose. It did this, blah, blah, blah. But then when we got the last, I'm like, okay, so Try was absolutely useless. But it, yeah, and it's just so tragic because I wanted... I wanted it to matter. I wanted it to be important. It was the same kind of thing we've been doing with Digimon in kind of film form, and it ran on significantly too long for its own well-being. But Digimon Adventure Last Evolution Kizuna certainly did not. It's an hour and 30-ish minutes of exactly the Digimon film of the kind of wrap-up conclusion older Digidestin that you want yes it's it's literally everything that i feel like digimon encompasses in a nice healthy digestible length and film it to me it's like if i if i wanted to show somebody like they're like you can show somebody one work of art for digimon like to get them hooked what would you show them i would probably show them this even though it goes against honestly kind of the fundamental because it's literally like the end of something but it also does a good compilation of what Digimon is. Like you get emotion, you get cool fight choreography, you get the whole kind of like nine yards. And, you know, I, I feel like this is Digimon at its best. Yes, it made me care about the villain. Like, we spent six movies not doing that. It made me care about Digimon Evolution, uh, Last Evolution, excuse me, uh, really made me kind of in the hour and 30 minutes, care about who was doing kind of the gnarly evil stuff. And they were misled and misguided and, and you know, a, a, a tragic example of what happens to, you know, kind of good folks as they don't have support and guidance and understanding. And that was kind of the fun part, the, the kind of gray void that was the motivation for our uh, antagonist. Yeah. Now, it's, it's like I said, it's a really good movie. The villain is very good. Um, the fan service is impeccable. Like, this really felt like a love letter to Digimon fans. <sighs> Which is something I wish Try would have been more of. But it's okay. It's okay. We're going to let Try go. We're going to just focus on this. Um, but yeah, it was well done throughout the board. So we're going to get into it. So if you have not watched this movie and you are a fan of Digimon, go watch this movie. And if you have watched it, go watch it again. And go buy it on Blu-ray. Because... It's awesome. But yeah. Yes, and it, it's also like not streaming anywhere. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm glad I owned the Blu-ray to watch this and then let you borrow the Blu-ray to watch this. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, so this is 
the end of kind of our Digimon, the Digimon that we grew up with as, you know, young lads, toddlers, probably even um, watching. You know, this is the end of the Digimon rap saga, as I like to call it. Um, <laughs> the Digivolution is up and running. Oh, gosh. Pokemon can never. But so, so yes, Digimon Last Evolution. It, so Digimon Tri focused on our Digidestin in high school, the OGs in high school. And now we've, you know, spent, I don't know, a couple more years after that. And we're now, you know, Tai and Yamato, or Matt, as the dub would have you believe, um, are now 22. They're in college. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. And, and you know, kind of a story that resolve, revolves around that. Yeah. it's We see that everybody's kind of living their own lives. Izzy's already an executive. Joe is about to become a doctor. Mimi has her own company. Zora is doing floral arrangement. Um, TK is writing a novel. And we don't know what Kari's doing, but she's doing it. I thought it was weird how Kari was the only one <laughs> we didn't get an explanation on. Well, I mean, but. Kari's living her life, being a Digidestin. True, true. Not being possessed. I think that's all we can really ask for uh, at this yes, point in thank time. You. I was <laughs> the first time I watched this, I was like, I pray that no one comes to talk to Kari and be like, I'm the lady <laughs> of the lake. And thankfully that did not happen. Um that was that was good. That was good that, wait, that didn't happen. Wait wait till the follow up movie, my guy. <laughs> oh oh yeah, you're right. We got we got one more. Um so yeah, uh they're grown up and they're living their lives. Like we see that Matt is taking an interest in going to grad school and Ty is Ty is always trying to figure out what he wants to do, bro. In every iteration of Digimon, I don't know why they make Ty so like, you know, caddy wampus in, in his goals. It's like I'm gonna be the leader. What's that? You indecisive? Yeah, indecisive. I mean, I don't even know if it's like indecisive because he doesn't have like options. He just straight up doesn't know what he wants to do. Like, at least, you know, Matt has grad school, but Ty is just like, I don't know. What jobs do you want to do? I haven't contacted anybody. But can we shout out to Japanese or Japan's like college system? Because I love the fact that you go to school and then you kind of apply for the jobs while you're still in college and then you get accepted upon graduation. I mean, however, equally, like if you don't get into college, there's a culture cultural perception of like you are then limited in what you're able to do i mean america's the same way maybe perhaps possibly <laughs> you're like no i'm thinking about it um I it's mean, not to the extent of japan but i feel like it is kind of the same way we just have more trades here in america i feel like than japan does i don't know maybe but, but not a but cultural cult- culture but you can be if you go be. i don't know to u.s college and stuff um, yeah, but no, certainly kind of the whole having having the institution hold you accountable for figuring out your next step and kind of providing resources to help you do that. Sure, I could see that, which is why it's always a thing, you know, uh, about what you want to do next. Yeah. And the fact that Ty doesn't ever like define what he wants to do until the last frame of the movie. He's like, I'm dressed up in a suit, so law school. Presuming that you have prior knowledge to the Digimon lore, or you just think he's in a suit running. So 
I mean, so what did you think as someone who didn't or had forgotten like what Ty's end goal was in the overall story when you saw him like running in the suit? Well, I didn't. I couldn't read the the I want to be this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's again. So that like I watched the dub. You watched the sub. This is my second yeah. time seeing it. I originally watched the sub, and shout out to the dub for having like the actual text as well showing. <laughs> like what these things meant because at first i did not know at all so what it said was that he wants to um study the coexistence of humans and digimon so basically being a liaison between the digital world and the human world which he later becomes like a lawyer in the o2 universe but a lawyer between digimon and like humans but this one kind of more phrased on it as him as a diplomat per se okay yeah, a diplomat seems more reasonable than, like, a lawyer. Yeah, and Matt's goal of being an astronaut was also shown because he was next to the whole ass rocket. So, <laughs> and then Kari ended up becoming a preschool teacher, which I was like, dope, you know, and everybody else's was the same that it was in um, in the story. It said in Digimon the last. There was like everybody else kept doing what they were gonna do. Except Meikumon or Meichan. <laughs> she ain't exist, so we don't know what she's gonna do. Um but hey, at least we saw her for about forty three frames of this film, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like you you had said previously when I asked you, do we ever find out what happens like Mako and like this whole like relationship between Ty that they're teasing at like eh, we'll see her we'll see her for a little bit uh, a little bit was accurate when we make it to the kind of the meat of this film she just shows up as having been like brain kidnapped and that's it yeah <laughs> no other mention of that yeah and I kind of I kind of like hate the fact that she was a blah, blah, blah. she was a character designed by the OG um Digimon creator Mr um you know Akiyoshi Hongo the creator of Digimon the OG Digimon m- made her like he was she was made for Ty and somehow between the politics of everything that went awry but like I guess he still liked her enough to show her in this movie but again, we have no like. It, just, it seems wasted to me. It seems like she was just a wasted character because she could have been cool. She had a cool concept. She had her own Digimon. She was technically the ninth Digitestant, air quotes. Because um, at this point, you know, <laughs> how many Digitestants were there? Because we also find out Minimal was a Digitestant. So how many we were there, Kels? At a list of three hundred. Yes, like <laughs> so. Yeah, um, the numbers were pointless at this point. But anyway, so May was technically the ninth, so she was supposed to be important. Yet we never figured out what her crest would have been, even though there's in the community there's a whole thing that she had the crest of darkness. But it's got to be the fucking crest of friendship. That's Matt. Probably crest. that's Yamato's crest. Oh, oh thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, so it's like I don't know. Yeah. Because there are two other crests that technically exist. Okay, well, let me spit this first and then tell me what, like, the real answer might be. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got to be the crest of sacrifice. I'd say that's Uh, pretty, that's pretty fire. Like, that's pretty fire. It's fire. I like that. But what are the actual real options? 
Well, I mean, there's the crest of technically darkness, which darkness and kindness technically exist as well. But there's also like the crest of destiny and the crest of there's there are a lot of adjacent crests, like three more, I think. Um, Yeah. But I feel like if she had to be pinned down to one, she could either be like like the crest of kindness, even though that technically went. okay, okay, sorry. It was the crest of miracles and the crest of destiny and the crest of kindness. Are the three official crests? Yeah, um, nope not 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 fitting any one of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank but, God we don't have to deal with that though, right? Because yeah. she gets about fifteen seconds in last evolution. Yeah, fifteen seconds. So, um. Anyway, Poor that's May. my whole spill on May because I just wanted her to do more because I felt like she could have been more, and I still stand by the fact if she was going to be Ty's. Love interest, she could have been a great love interest because she had the ability to. It was just wasted. Uh, yeah, this but, film does not focus on that at all. It which primarily is good. Focus, yeah. Um, and it's one of those things coming off the heels of Digimon Try in 2018. That's still kind of a relevant, like, prescient point. We really want to know some things like that. But... You know, this this film said, uh, Digimon try? What? Oh, right, we do have to kind of, I don't know, relate it sort of to that. But other than other than her, there was very little mention of, of Digimon try. Yeah, you're correct. Like, there's really no callbacks to it, which, again, thank goodness. Um, which, to make a callback to it, um, I feel like our main antagonist's whole plot arc is what Himakawa's plot arc could have been had it not taken six episodes to tell a story, or six movies to tell a story. Yes, I feel like this was very well thought out and fleshed out opposed to Himakawa's. Himakawa's was very kind of all over the place, (laughs) and she didn't really have, like, like, she wasn't a genius. The fact that, like, we saw that um, Mina was a genius kind of helped a lot. In this, because like we didn't have to have as many explanations for her doing things or her wondering, you know, how she got this knowledge or whatever, because we already could just infer, oh yeah, she's a genius, like you know, and, she had Digimon, and also that her her kind of being a genius plays incredibly well into uh, the the whole point of this film about growing up and in growing up losing your connection to your Digimon partner, like your your uh, partnership coming to an end and her being this kind of genius meaning she's on the fast track through life skipping grades going to college early growing up too soon and that causing her relationship with her digimon to end and that being the motivation for all of her actions from then on out where himikawa like as a kid her digimon sacrificed itself and then got cooked and then she went on this evil rampage working with Dark and I and King Drazel of all people, um, to like, I don't know, bring about the end of the world. At least this one was kind of the same thing, but different in the stakes and and the representation and like whole motivation. No, I agree. I agree. Um, So I, like you said, it was just done a lot more superior in this 
um, iteration and the motivations were a lot clearer. And I, I, I really loved, even though I know I have this later on the rundown, I really loved Minowa's character and just how, like, fucking crazy she got, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like, just um, kind of the whole, like, eyes and just, like, her plot and, like, what her overall goal was. But, like I said, like, we'll just we'll sideline that for a little bit just to get to it. But, um, you know, there's always the comparison that has to be made whenever you bring up Digimon just because... You know, it's just a tale as old as time. Beauty and the Beast. Um, Digimon and Pokemon. Um, there is 2022, and they're both still... They're still kicking, both of these, which have both been kicking since before we were born, or right as we were born, which uh, is a long... You know, I say Digimon, I think, came out in 94, and Pokemon came out in 93, maybe 94 as well somewhere around there um but like you all there's always a comparison i feel like this movie kind of cemented at least for me and a lot of other people while digimon you know may have not been the top seller may have not been the top you know in video games and all that but like digimon has the lessons and the growth and is the deeper and more like enriched theories like, I don't feel like you can argue that after this movie. I mean, sure. And also, it's kind of a DC Marvel thing, right? Yeah. And not to, not to compare the two, but, you know, some aspects of them is, you know, Marvel set in the real world and DC set in kind of uh, make them up allegory places where like Digimon Adventure happens in the real world like this is whole ass Japan branded Japan whereas Digimon or uh, Pokemon happens in you know Kanto and different regions that are definitely Japan but like in in allegory only yeah you know it's all like the Sinnoh region and the Johto region and the Kalos and XYZ yeah those games <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so kind of the, the fantasy aspect is is clearly separated from real life. No, for sure. For sure. Um, but like, yeah. So I feel like this is like Digimon for me has always been the thing that teaches you how to say goodbye. Even in the first series, Digimon Adventure, way back in the 90s, you know, that was I feel like that was one of the first times that I like truly got teary up and cried from a cartoon or an animation or whatever you want to call it is when, you know, we're sitting there and the bus is leaving and Mimi's like, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to Palmon and like Palmon runs out and she's waving. It's like Mimi and all the other Jizzy Destins and the music starts playing. And I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> you know, like this is, this is my group. You know, it's been 52 weeks with these people, you know, that's a whole calendar year of every Saturday running down with my cereal, watching this, you know, and then I'm like, I got to say bye. And meanwhile, you know, Pokemon's like, yeah, Jesse James, <laughs> same thing tomorrow, same thing tomorrow. Um, And then, you know, we got Adventure 2 and I was like, yo, and then I realized it wasn't nearly as good as uh, one, but whatever. <laughs> But yeah, Digimon's always been there to help me say goodbye. And this movie, oh my gosh, this movie literally helped me say goodbye to like every all the crap 
had going on in 2020. Because even though it came out in February 2020, we didn't get it technically over here in the States, like translate it until like the end of 2020 because of the big C word and everything that was going on. Um, so it took an actual minute and we had to get it um, in. We had to get it on DVD first before we got it. Like, I don't think it's still made it to theaters yet. I think it's coming to theaters this year, actually, if I'm correct. Really? We need yes. to look into that hardcore. Yes, which um, Zog is supposed to let me know um, when that is happening. So, But between that and Evangelion, like... Yes, I'm ready. Those are two... two these are two films that I'm like, definitely, make the time for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, I agree, definitely. Um, Digimon Adventure has always been about growth, you know, personal growth, relationship growth, and at the end, saying goodbye and moving forward. And for this this film, I, okay, we're going to, another relationship to try. Uh, fair play to try. Try really had a lot of original Digimon adventure ideas, especially with the scale and drasticness that we get with the action and Digimon and kind of uh, cataclysmic proportions we wind up in. Like, at the end of Try, it's the end of the world. Just like at the end of Adventure, Myotismon is just going to blow up the human world, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we're, we're following the same veins, kind of scale-wise. But the last evolution, Kizuna, really focused on the meat, the heart, and the motivation behind it all, you know? With the fact that it's a film about uh, one person, like one Digi Destin, losing their Digimon because they grew up too much and no longer needed that bond. And then, like, going crazy to prevent everyone else from going through the same pain just for Matt and Ty to be put in the same positions. And still follow through with saving like the 300 other Digidestin at the cost of their partnership. Yes. With their Digi, Digi friends. Cool, bro. Which is such a, so wild to me. Like, because we see our girl Minoa, and I'm gonna call her our girl because I really like her. Um, she was going through this like heartache and like, when we get to the end and we see the flashbacks, and I'm just like, yo, those tears when she saw um, her Digimon, who's forgive me name, I forget. It's not Bunnymon or it's not Butterflymon. It's not, possibly it's not, be. It's not Butterflymon. Butterfly it's <laughs> definitely uh, not that. I, I'll figure it out eventually. Um, but <laughs> definitely seeing, definitely seeing that pain she had of losing her Digimon like really hit because it's like you know that's one of the things that like you know that equates to me to like just it's it's just a lot you know that's like your partner we see how close the bond of Digimon are in all facets of Digimon that's like one thing that's your partner you know that's your closest thing and the fact that she was kind of like neglecting her partner, but not on purpose, just kind of dealing with a lot. And, you know, it's like she didn't know and she wished she could take it back. And she couldn't. And she talked about, like, this deep pain that made her go, like, basically insane, you know, while keeping the facade of working her way to be, like, a professor and having her own patent 
and all that. And then finally snapping, you know, when she's found out by, like, uh, Izzy. And she just goes full crazy, put her hair behind her, like, head and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I'm at Yasmin to, like, you know, kidnap children and people and adults and just bring them into this fantasy Neverland. Kidnap um, other Digidestin so they don't have to go through the perils of losing their Digimon like I did with Morphomon. And then, yes, Morphomon, thank you. And then you find out it's like she gets lost in her drunkness of power, much like Kanye West. And just straight up. <laughs> that's <laughs> just that's the angle we're going with? Yeah, I'm going to tell you now because she goes from like, I'm going to save these people to be like, I'm your goddess. Like, I have lost complete <laughs> track of what we're doing. I'm just your goddess now, you know? Okay. Like, I was like, all right, all right, I see what we're doing here. You know, we are, we're losing our minds. <laughs> just, and she, like, bio-merges with um, Eos Mon to kind of become uh, this... Really, Mon mega form, yes, which I don't believe we ever got a name for. Oh, that's the one thing about this. At least Makomon had Maycrackmon. That for, so for better or worse. Listen, I'll take the no name opposed to some BS <laughs> name, bro. Any day, yeah. No, Aosmon is just Aosmon champion, Aosmon ultimate, Aosmon mega. Yes, I like that far more than. <laughs> May crack one? <laughs> yes, that was absolute garbage, bruh. Absolute garbage. Yes, it's it's literally just Aosmon Mega. So I will take that any day over um Crackmon. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, we see we see this happening and we see her kind of just get lost in the sauce and drunk in the power to become this like this fusion and like I really like the symbolic wow the symbolic the symbolism of it all of how uh, Minowa kind of becomes like the heart like encrusted by this like shell and then even when she's about to get the work um, in a few you know minutes later on the fight we see that she has this embodiment of this diamond like this hard shield and pendant like it's just she's just a defense mechanism. And I was like, yo, am I reading too much into this? Am I too gassed on Digimon to be looking at all this symbolism? I'm like, nah, it's Japan. I'm pretty probably safe by coming to these conclusions. But just like how, you know, she's in the cocoon of a butterfly, you know, how she's in this stage and she can't be free because she has all this pain and trauma. And she needs Matt and Ty to set her free through it. And which they do by breaking all these shields and walls to get through. And like... Just kind of getting rid of the crazy. But I thought that was, like, such I, a strong villain. Like, and that's one thing. <sighs> Digimon's so hit or miss for me when it comes to, like, the villains and, like, the big bads. Because, mm. don't get me wrong. Like, Milo's Mon, like, peak. Like, Milo's Mon was that goon. Like, that dude came back, like, so many times. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> like... When he was just a mass collecting souls in like Hiding View Terrace. This man was a menace. Um, and then he came back to be the final villain in O2, like Adventure 2. Like it was crazy. And then we had the Dark Masters, which was cool. And don't even get me started in the D Reaper in the third season of Digimon, because that still plagues my life. Um <laughs> But I feel like 
she stands on the top because it's it's one of their own this time, you know? Like and again, Himikawa could have been this, but was such a miss. And I feel like they kinda knew that. And I feel like this was kind of like their makeup for Himikawa just being absolute trash. And we even you saw Ganai again, <laughs> man. Like, that was man. hype, too. All right. Oh. All right. So one Himikawa just drowned, where at least this one had the chance to be saved. And go to jail. Or, like, shown in a, like a conflicting view of the world. Mm-hmm. And that, like, two dudes sacrifice their relationship with their Digimon. One does everybody else. And two, everybody else included her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she had the chance to see that life goes on. And, and, and you know, their whole their whole speech was really good where it's like, we don't, you know, we can't choose our lot in life, but we can change our destiny. And then, boom, they break through with their broke-ass digivices. Yeah. No, that hurt my heart. Ooh, that hurt my heart. Um, which, you know... We are kind of all over the place, but we'll, we'll get to it. Like with the with the fight, mm-hmm. the fight oh before, my God. before we get to that point where they're you know at the climax and winning the fight where we see Omnimon getting the work put to him. Yes, that was crazy. Oh my God! But, so like, um, you go to the thing and then we got the fight. Yeah, but but uh, the transition you were about to make earlier where we got to Genai, that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, well. Digimon try meant absolutely jack nothing because Genai <laughs> yes. just rolls in Ty's bedroom like everything's kosher. <laughs> yes, like that's yes, man. Like Digimon try, like I, I kid you not, was so pointless when this movie came out. I, after I finished it, you know, after okay, after I wiped my tears from watching this and I calmed down a little bit, you know, what the first thing I said was I was like. So Tri was absolutely fucking pointless. <laughs> King Drazel? <laughs> King Drazel? What? Homeosasis? Why? Like, I just, like it, it made zero sense. And, oh my God. Like, I, I really, also, I really enjoyed that we didn't have to, like, that we didn't have to have some B subplot that made no sense in this. Like, it was just straight yeah. A plot. And... Like, I mean, I guess there was this kind of sub B plot of like Matt being a whole secret agent to find out what the assistant was up to, but that was direct correlation I, to the A plot. So I mean, yeah, it was it was where kind of the mystery diverged, but like it was all to the resolution of the information. Yeah. And so like, like it wasn't like now Ty's gonna get a girlfriend, maybe. Yes. Where's the O2 Digi-Destins? They're in Paz. Nope, they're in America and Spain. At least least the O2 crew gets to do work this time, man. They're not in the Digi-World in fucking test tubes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, thank God. And, like, man, we... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, like th- that whole point being in try, we only get to see kind of their profile and them profiled in test tubes five movies later. Mm-hmm. Like we don't ever get to see the full illustration of their face. Whereas this one, like we get to see them actually like affect the story. I was like, thank goodness, thank goodness. <sighs> and on top of that, you know, we saw we saw not only that. Then we get to see all the callbacks, man. The callbacks throughout Digimon through the ages of adventure. 
I was just in love with. Like when we have, like when we're in the first fight, when we're like going to go fight AS Mon for the first time, and Miwa and Home Dude show up to be like, "Yo, we got to do this." We get all these throwbacks to War Game where they're in the internet, they're going through. It's like the whole scene where like Izzy's on like a monitor and they're underneath him, and she's like, "I'm entering the password." I'm like, "Bro, this is such nostalgia right now to like." That first film, and then Amimon shooting I mean, all the Eosmon. I'm like, yo, we are out here. This is like freaking Diaboramon all over again. Let's I go. I mean, e- even the callback to Digimon the movie with the opening fight between mm. like uh, Greymon and the rest of the team. Yeah, and Paramon. Paramon. Yes. yes. Like, what a throwback to Digimon the movie with the Ska soundtrack. Yes. Ska. Not. <laughs> Ska the movie. Anyway. I loved it. Yeah, Ska the Digimon. Um, but yes, more game, the OVA. And even, but definitely the callbacks. Yes. Yeah, and even O2, when they had the whole Christmas special, when they went around the world on Pyodramon's <laughs> back. special. Yeah, <laughs> you remember it. Like, I don't, but where did we get the callback? <laughs> when we were in Neverland and you saw all the like Digimon across the world, we saw like the French girl. We saw the Ojama brothers okay. with like the three squid Digimon and all okay. that. Like all those locations they were around the world were the same locations from the first uh, or the second season when they went and traveled around on Christmas. Sure. Yeah. It happened. It's been a minute since I've watched <laughs> yeah. O2. <laughs> I, I went through a phase where I rewatched Digimon uh, beginning to end uh, once every like two years. Are we still in that phase? I am. I'm not. <laughs> I am. I gotta. It's. I am. Since we've done the podcast, I kind of calmed down so it wouldn't be like a slog for me. Um, but yeah, I definitely got to go through and do O2, which is going to be a slog in general. And I'm. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm really excited to do Tamers again. Honestly. Yeah, that like, was my vibe. Let's be depressed together. Um. um but you know, callbacks. Like all that stuff, we, you know, all of the kind of very noticeable, if you've watched Digimon in the last 20 years, yeah, here's a, here's a, something you'll recognize from the other media. Just like with the Dragon Ball Super superhero, there was a number of callbacks and like scene notations and like very fun stuff. Yes. Um, That's how you get our money. You remind us of a simpler, better time and I'll just throw my money at you. Yeah, especially after you fucked it up with six movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this Sorry. was more so in a... I feel like this was equally a gift to the fandom and an apology. It's like, oh, no. sorry you yeah. to try. Like, oh my gosh. I, I'm trying to think of like... Okay, I, I fully recognize that try needed to happen. For us to be where we are here, Digimon try needed to happen. It was a train wreck and went off the rails fairly early on. But for us to get this incredibly quality Digimon animation, we had to go through all of that. We did, unfortunately. Yes. But, you know, um, it made me appreciate this more. Yes. And, and that's, a, that's kind of the vibe I'm, I'm kind of staring at is like, this was a really good Digimon movie. Yes. Like, but if if I didn't have the whole downer of six films dragging me below the surface, would this be such like a shining light yes. of hope? Yes. Let me tell you why. Because 
This is the highest rated Digimon movie. I think it's the highest rated Digimon media in general on any list, which is like with an eight. Which I mean, eight isn't super high. <laughs> My name's Zach, I mean, but like, <laughs> any anyway, it's like it's a cut above the others, and the fact that it kind of encompasses everything that we love about Digimon and gives us more. It doesn't like super focus on the romance at all, but like it's like it's like this movie doesn't baby you and it gives you the things you want because like you're like okay, you know. We get cool boy Matt on a motorcycle. We get reckless tie. We get the, like, just the scene and the care put into this movie is oh so, God. it's so good, man. It's like the care that gets me. Like, yes. When this we man. Get, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, like, we get one bomb ass transformation, like Digivolution. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally go to Omegamon, we don't get this Digivolve, Digivolve, Digivolve. We just see these motherfuckers combine like like DNA and then transform on screen. Yes. And like the Digivices, bro, did you see when they were Omnimon that their Digivices were glowing like they originally mm-hmm. did? Like ties glowing orange and match glowing blue. That level mm-hmm. of detail and care. The fact that Ty put on the OG goggles and they pulled out the OG <laughs> Digivices. I'm like, when I first saw this movie, I was like, man, we got the cell phones. I'm not mad at it because, you know, it's like the like current with the times. That's kind of dope. But, you know, your boy misses the OG Digivices. And yeah, like, take me back to the Tamagotchi world. Yes. And then they did it. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, bruh, this is such a labor of love right now. And, like... The fact that we even got, you know, like we see Matt walking past the harmonica shop and then seeing the band. We see Ty with his soccer jersey in the back and his OG Digimon jersey. Like Mimi's still rocking like her cowboy hat in the background of her business. I'm just like, this is so good, man. Like just like the amount of like love you can tell like this isn't like you know some people just were like yeah we'll do the project just to make money i feel like this was a team that cared about what they were producing like to the fact like the score too the music was on point bro like the right stuff played at the right time we got the og like intro we got the og butterfly we got like the good music and we got the comedy too it was kind of on point like it was not, I felt like Digimon Try, which Lord forgive us for comparing this to Digimon Try so much, <laughs> but I feel like Digimon Try's comedy was kind of hit and miss because it felt like too campy, but everything just felt right here. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes. The pacing, the, the pacing of the project as a whole was on point and, and that, that lines up with both the comedy and the seriousness uh, that, Digimon Try was just too bloated and padded out to possibly do in a satisfying way. Now, yeah. I have to say, probably one of the the most important influences on this film being so good is the fact that Sora didn't do a goddamn thing. Thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, like, I didn't even really miss her, honestly. Like, my complaints about this movie, not even complaints, because they're not complaints, but like my like wishes would have been more Mimi 
But like I got I got a good amount of Mimi. You know, this wasn't this is about Ty and Matt. Like this was their story. Like and I still got to see adult Mimi. I rock with that. I still got to see Joe. I was like, thank goodness, because Joe's always only get shafted. I got to see the O2 Digi Destins, even though I didn't really care about them. We didn't get to see Joe's girlfriend, though. Yes, which still bothers me, which I'm like, <laughs> why did Try do that, man? Like, We saw Mako. We didn't see Joe's girlfriend. We saw Mako for two <laughs> seconds, like, which I just, again, still blows my mind. <sighs> but, um, no, I really, I really enjoyed what we did see, and... <sighs> The fight choreography, man, that's another thing that was just an ode to the fans. Like, we're seeing, like, Greymon actually run like a raptor when he charged Azomon. Like, seeing, like, Gabumon or um, Garumon being a whole-ass wolf, that was nice. I felt like their movements were more, like, animalistic than they were in the past. Like, and then when Manoa was talking her mind Jedi tricks, and Greymon was like, <laughs> screw this, we out. And then, like, just shot a blast at her. And they took, like, Ty and TK, or Ty and Matt. And they're like, yo, we, we got to talk. Like, y'all good? <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> we are not performing out here. Like. Ah, <sighs> uh, shit. And then, then we got that glorious scene, bro. Like, the fight scene, the final fight. Let's talk about that. Because that, that was hype. Like. All right, so the the entire final fight, the the climax of the film, is is Ty and Matter struggling with the fact that they're on a timer, and and they can look at their Digivice and see how much time they have left, where their Digimon partner is still going to have this kind of committed bond with them, some kind of technological physical connection, and. They're, they're balancing, do we save the world and the world in this time being, you know, 300 Digidestin and plus one plus however many, who knows, you know, we save, save the people that are in peril at the cost of our Digimon relationships. And that's kind of the thing that's confronting them through this entire thing. So eventually they're like, all right, I want to fight. So they, they commit to it. They form Omnimon. And and they're fighting um what a Aosmon and Aosmon Digivolves and you know every, you know, one side's winning, the other side's winning, and it's all awesome, even when Omnimon is getting the work put to him. Aosmon evolves into uh Mega and then just literally cuts Omnimon. Yes. Limb from limb. Which is dark. It's like, like, and we see Ty bloody, bro. Ty and Matt are. This yes. is the first time we've really seen that too. Like, our dudes are actually like getting wiped. Uh, yes, yes. There are stakes. There is there is peril, and and not only is Omni Man getting cut up, but yes, as you said, Ty gets you know domed as he's as he's strewn from his standing place. He he sits up and looks at his his the back of his hand and he's bleeding from the forehead. Which, but he doesn't let that stop him. Yes, which is funny because we always make the joke, me and you, because in every iteration, Ty is just gangbusters, just like whether he's picking up a pole and knocking shit down or running through. <laughs> yeah. and there's never any consequences. But like, yo, consequences. <laughs> like my man, yeah, my it, man's down. They've they've gotten older now. They have to deal with the consequences of their action. Um. Yeah, Ty, Ty can't go physically punch Aosmon this time, you know. 
Um, but the great there there's two crazy parts here for me. One that this is just kind of happening in general. Like you know, we've seen Omnimon be challenged, but we've never seen Omnimon just like mutilated mm-hmm. in this fashion. And secondly, typically Omnimon goes from being Omnimon all the way back to separating into the two Digimon all the way back at like a uh, fresh form or whatever that's called. Yes, uh, in training. Is it in training? Uh, there's yeah, because there's in training, then rookie, then champion. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being in in training, uh, Digiform. But this time they separate into Agumon and Gabumon, and that was crazy. Yeah. So we get to go through this whole thing where they're like, "Yo, we got to do something." Yes. Again, I'm. I think I'm misremembering. I think this is the point where it's so perilous. That everyone's ganging up on Matt and Ty. Yes. Like, we've got the OG Digi Destins are being, like, manipulated by Minowa and Eosman. And they're, like, ganged up on Matt and Ty. And they're both, like, can't move anything. And Ty's, like, reaching out and he's struggling. And he's like, no, we got to do it. And he grabs Kari's whistle. And we get a huge callback and a scene cut, too. Like, the original footage of... Ty blowing the whistle for the first time to wake up Agumon. And this wakes up the other Digidestin. They're like, sorry, but we're here now, you know? So it's the OGs minus Sora. (laughs) The the OGs minus Sora versus this threat. And they're like, y'all, let's do this together, you know? And like everybody digivolves to ultimate and then Ty and Matt like unlock this final power, you know. The final the last evolution. Final call. But yes. <laughs> yeah, we get the final <laughs> evolution, man. So what what are these called? They're just I believe they're just called like final evolutions, man. They're like like I don't even I don't even think we have names for them. Like as crazy as it sounds, like, I think we have, you know, we get Agumon Bond of Bravery? I think that's... Which, yeah, that's apparently what the name of Agumon's version is. Where he goes, and it's like Agumon armor on some random dude's face. Yes, it's like, I think that's supposed to be like a tie of like, or not a tie, I think that's supposed to be like a fusion of like, him and Ty? like ties energy in him yeah i don't think it's like a full fusion like we see with uh with some others yeah it's not like but what definitely, we saw with um was it tamers uh yeah tamer but, or tamers they bio merged yes so okay. it wasn't it, like i don't think it's yeah hold on Let, let's read the wiki kabumon bond of friendship is an unidentified digimon the profound bond between kabumon and its partner it is a legendary final Digi evolution, which that realized after countless possibilities, the undying friendship of its partner turned into elegant armor which covers its body and appears as proof of the trust coursing between one another. So literally the power of friendship covers Gabumon in armor. Yes, which I think is absolute fire. Um, and I think that like... I think both of them are fire, honestly. I think Bond of Bravery, um, Gabumon, and 
Bond or Bond of Bravery Agumon and Bond of Friendship Gobblemon are just like such fire, bro. Because we got like just just the fits. How do you like these? How do you feel about these designs? Because I think they're fucking epic. Like I know there was some controversy when they first came out, but I'm like, I don't care, man. They look clean. They look lean, but they also look monstrous, and they look like very humanoid. Which I feel like that is like the point. Uh, I don't know. I think it's fine. It was cool to see them like transcend to something we have never seen before. Um, but like the actual Digivolution compared to, I don't know. You know what it is? What my hangup is? We're no longer going the way of the giant robot, right? For them to mm-hmm. just suddenly be stronger than Omnimon. The coolest, most powerful giant robot we you know see consistently. True. To some like strong, lean, pointy dude. Nah, that doesn't do it for me. But I do think this really fit the theme of the film. Yeah. Um, and for it to be just some inexplicable evolution that has no definition or or even like time or reason to explain it, I thought it was a great execution. I agree. I agree. And seeing their moves were lit, like, you know, how they fought, <laughs> like, um, Gabumon sending, like, just knives out of its back. And then uh, Agumon just hitting us with, like, the hands up for ease. And just giving them, the, like, them just obliterating all the Eosmon and, like, freeing everybody and kind of blowing up Neverland, which, you know, is very symbolic. And Homegirl kind of. And- What's that? I really like that it was no longer a fusion. Yes. Right? That this was Taiyan Agumon and Matt and Gabumon working together to win, but not like as a, a common entity, as like two relationships, part of a team working to achieve a goal. And it wasn't like the splitting of Omnimon to have the peril that they faced later with their relationship, you know, that, that wasn't a thing anymore. So I think that them being separate as they went on to the climax to like beat up the, the AT feels that they were facing um, was really great. Yeah. So I thought that was like super, I thought it was super dope. You know, I really enjoyed that evolution. Um, I enjoyed the music. The music was kind of hit or miss, honestly, doing that scene, if I'm being honest. Like, I feel like that was, like, the weakest music that happened. But it was still, like, new. So I was like, okay, okay, you know, I, new music, let's go. And then them punching through the shield and breaking through Eon's Smallest defenses. And then that final hit not being the Digimon, but more so Matt and Ty and their, like, Digivices. And their Digivices, yes. like, breaking upon impact really fucked me up. Because I was like, damn. But in a good way. Yes. So, we get the final, we get the final evolution, the final battle. And then as this is happening, we're getting Minwa's sad girl backstory explaining why she's crazy. And that she was, like, lonely and picked on. And she did these things to kind of better herself. It wasn't, like, malicious, you know. She wasn't, like, abusing her Digimon or anything. And sometimes, you know, no one's the villain. Sometimes things just happen. And I felt like that was, like, the underlying message in this, which I feel like is very important. 
there always doesn't have to be like a big bad narrative. Sometimes things just don't work out and there's no way to fix it. But you just keep moving on. Like, yeah. And and that you're also res- you're not responsible kind of for what happens to you in life. Like you're not at fault for how fate, you know, how the hand that fate gives you. Yes. But you are responsible for the actions you take. Yes. And, oh boy, like, the life lessons that Digimon be throwing at me when I most need them are just so on point. And I feel like that's something that, you know, a new avenue that Digimon kind of threw at us. It was always, like, you know, the crest and what they embody, like, be sincere, be this, you know, have courage, forge your bonds, rely on others. But this one was, like, new to the Digimon franchise, I felt like. And it was really something that I felt like was a gift to the people that grew up with it. You know, it didn't feel like a lesson to, like, young Static. It felt like a lesson to current Static, who, when this came out, you know, I had just graduated college. I felt like there was something I should have been doing. Like, all this, I felt like there were many mistakes, and, like, I was kind of beating myself up. And then as I watched this movie, you know, it hit extra hard because I'm like, you know static not what i said but you know it's like you know static like this you're not responsible for the things out of your control but you are responsible how you react to them and you can always do something different the next day when we see that like question that gabumon and agumon asked Ty, like what are you gonna do tomorrow you know oh my god <laughs> like that all right let's let's get into it all right. Yeah. The whole point of the movie is dealing with loss and moving on and, and life and, and all of that. So we, we finally kind of save the world and it's it's Tai and Agumon and separately Matt and Gabumon kind of spending their last moments together. They they go off and they find a place to just kind of hang out and and experience whatever comes next. And they're having a conversation and and, and Tai is talking to Agumon and you know it's talking about like i want a, a shaved ice and he's like you want a melon flavor i remember and 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 agamon makes it real serious so like damn you've gotten big man mm-hmm. ty's like yeah and you haven't changed and we have and and then of course matt whips out the harmonica and is like <laughs> god was like the harmonica we haven't seen this shit since 2001 <laughs> so He's finally playing the harmonica for him, just kind of as a, as a callback and a, a moment to spend with each other. And Agumon asks Ty, "Hey, what are you gonna do tomorrow?" And it's like, "No, don't, don't ask me what we're doing tomorrow, man. That means the music gonna disappear. I know where this is going." Mm-hmm. And Ty's like, "You know, and it's it's cutting back and forth between the two, and and the response is like, who knows? Who knows what tomorrow's gonna bring?'" And he's like, wait a minute, I've got it. Tomorrow we'll, and it cuts down to the Digi partner, gone. And they both start crying on their Digi vice. I'm I'm so glad that we saw the tears. I was like, I was just I didn't want them to just kind of accept it in silence. I wanted I wanted to see them broken. And I'm glad that we did, because I was broken. Um that was that hit so much, man. The like pure emotion and the pure feelings that we got to see. Um, by his native name Yamato and Taichi. Um, that just hit like it was. I should have looked at the source 
so I could use better words than hidden. But that just resonated so much. Um, and, like, those tears were animated beautifully. I was just like, okay, man. And I love that the, there was a different volume of tears between the two of them. Like, like Ty was just immediately like, oh, God, Agamemnon's gone and crying. But Matt was a little more stoic, but then he still broke. Yeah. And he, you know, drip dropped. I, I love that, too. Like, that attention to detail. And when we go... And it and it's wild because like, you know, after that, those are kind of like the closing credit scenes, and we see a lot of the crew still has their Digimon. You know, like I think I know I think we saw like Ty, Car or not Ty, Kari, TK, Gatomon, or they still have theirs. Um, I don't think Zora. Yeah, Zora definitely didn't have hers. She was doing the flower arrangement. I don't remember if Mimi had hers in the room like palmon i didn't see i didn't see palmon in the kind of like the credits like here's where they are now yeah but that's not to say that she doesn't yeah because palmon was there when she woke up so i'm assuming she wouldn't Um, be there just to leave again 10 minutes later now we we've talked about sora not doing a goddamn thing but let's talk about kind of why and why that's relevant to the plot Mm -hmm. so sora as we have seen throughout the film has has kind of taken up uh in her adulthood early young adulthood um you know flower arrangement which is apparently some kind of serious profession in japan japanese culture right um like more seriously than you know a florist here in the states yes so, you know, we, we see her taking this seriously, and we see Biamon around in one scene as, as you know, there's a discussion, oh, where were the rest of them? Uh, nobody else showed up to fight the bird. Where are they at? And, and we see, you know, cut to Sora at some point. Sora's like, Biamon, I'm just here to spend time with you. I've already made my decision to stop fighting a while ago. So there's that. And and when it's time for the final battle, we see Sora kind of looking at the window, noticing the struggle and being and being like, I'm praying for your success, but there's no Biamon to be seen because Sora has already lost her digital companion, her digital friend. Yes, which not going to lie, it took me the second watch through to like realize that that like, oh, her Digivice is already, you know turned so her countdown must have started before everybody else's because like you said she was the most removed away from her digimon because of that serious uptake and she was doing which you know it's it's another i think it's a very effective if unnoticeable uh example of this the situation we're placing our main characters in right it gives it meat it gives some kind of seriousness to the event while not focusing on another character too deeply true very true so i really wonder you know i wonder if we'll ever get those answers not that you know i mean that is an answer but i wonder if we'll ever get those kind of nuances of you know what when the others did lose their digimon because we do have that whole film coming out this or in 2023 so next year um we have the whole um, what's it called? Digimon 
O2. Yeah. Digimon Adventure O2, the beginning. Yes, like which that. is the story of the first Digidestin ever. Um, which will be... Really? Yes. So that'll be interesting, at least for me. It will be um, because I I think it's it's very interesting, you know. But equally, this is all canon to the end of of Digimon Adventure Two, where we get some explanation about uh, the OG Digidestin, where they are when they wind up being an adults. So this ties directly into that canon, and at which point we also see them with their Digidestin, like their Digi partners later. Yes. So, you know, definitely, I don't think, you know, Ty and Agumon are separated forever, but this is a very important, like, moment for them to, like, both move on and pursue the things that they need to go do in this step of their lives. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, And it has the same director of the last, so I'm very interested to see, you know, how that'll go. I have high expectations for it. Like, there was, like, I think a six-minute clip um, leaked online in the first minutes of the movie, and people were really hype about it. So, you know, maybe, um, who knows? You know, maybe it'll be something. Maybe it'll be something to write home about. I'm hoping, man. Uh, you know, looking at which we've done this entire podcast, but that's because it's you know the most recent comparable media that we've watched. Looking at Digimon Try mm-hmm. and Digimon Adventure, the last evolution, Kizuna. The stark difference in storytelling, plot pacing, animation quality, artistic design, they are worlds apart. They are. And and especially kind of the excitement that came along with Digimon Adventure 2020 with its initial, like the very beginning, um, you know, I'm excited to see where Digimon goes from here. You know, and, and I, I think I said it earlier, but... For better or worse, it took having Digimon Try exist to show the market was still there and was, you know, worth doing to really get this kind of product. So, you know, I, I, am, ex- I am still excited about Digimon, especially after having gone through a slog like Try and then seeing what happens, what comes after it. Um, I, I definitely Digimon Adventure, Last Evolution, Kizuna. I really enjoyed. Same. Um, I would say skip try immediately over it. Yes. Just to watch this film. I agree. If you're only gonna watch one, definitely make this the one. Um, do not choose try over this, and do not if you have watched try, do not use try as an excuse not to watch this because this is night and day. <laughs> yes, significantly. Like, this is the first episode of Try, but better. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm going to just need y'all to watch it. And, yeah, just watch it. It's so good. And, you know, I, I also need Digimon to one day. Like, in O2, we saw that a lot of the Digidestins, like, we saw that all of the Digidestins actually had kids. You know, every single one of them had kids at the end of O2. So, what I need... Is to see to show the- me Joe girl's friend. Yes. yes. Show me Thank Joe's you. wife. Show me Ty's wife. And if if we do some crap in like at O2 <laughs> where we, you know what I want? I want O2 to have the true ending where we see all the digi tests and everything that like we did. But you better show me the parents. 
Like, I don't care if it's just randos, man. Like, we've already established. <sighs> That's another thing. I'm just like, it's, t- it's try not canon because we see that. It's got to be canon, man. I we say, just but have like, plot holes. But, like, Mimi and Izzy in this movie didn't really interact, like, at all. Well, like, we didn't, we didn't really have time for that plot wise. True. Cause, cause they are canonically involved, right? After the the events of Try, right? No, I mean Try was the canon of them happening. Like that's really one of the things that people liked most about Try is like it kind of showed. I that mean, but but even then they didn't. Cannot- the, the hang up with Try being there was no significant demonstration of like romance between the two. Can- there was interaction. There was dialogue between the two characters but that's just like saying that ty and and uh manko's dialogue in the one scene in movie number five was good enough to say there was supposed to be a relationship there true true the only canonical relationships we have in digimon are ken and yoli because they have three kids then and then um matt matt and and sora uh, sora yes those are canonically as of digimon o2 they got together, which heaven knows why, but because like the fandom doesn't ship any of those people together, but like, yeah, so those are the only canonical relationships we have besides on document, the creator saying the purpose of May was to be Ty's love interest in something different than Kari. So I, I don't know. That's just some, that's just some Evangelion shit. Like let's introduce a a long haired glasses (laughs) girl to like, Oh, it was your mom's friend, just to make it equally weird. Like, yeah, <laughs> Shinji can love you because you're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, man. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yes, definitely. All of these questions need answers, but I'm glad for the, the pacing and brevity of the film we just watched. I'm willing to leave these questions on the sidelines. Yes. To really experience what we what we just did. Yes. And since I don't care about the O2 cast like that, please answer all these questions in their movie. <laughs> yeah. Let's not have to go back and watch O2 <laughs> like we're definitely planning on. Yeah. I'm going to be so next <laughs> Next quarter. <laughs> next quarter, yes. I mean, but I, all it's going to be a comparison of is but was it as bad as try though? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, at least that way it'll be like, fun. And I'm gonna be like, <laughs> like some we'll, parts. We'll we'll bring it back around full circle. Like, yeah. No, I'm looking at the the Vmon bullshit. And here's three different evolutions depending on what digi he has. Uh, y'all. Anyways, so final thoughts: Digimon Evolution, Digimon Adventure, Last Evolution, Kizuna. AKA paying the movie. My God. Um I'm I'm so glad this exists. I'm so glad because it was gorgeous. It kind of it made up for everything that Try was lacking. It really showed the the kind of motivation and, and perils of growing up in a story about moving on and growth. And it it really didn't show the same kind of struggle that we have always seen in Digimon between Matt and Ty uh, where they're butting heads in terms of kind of 
uh, principles and comprehension of the universe about action. Like, they're both in the same boat. And yes, they have different viewpoints, but they're both, you know, struggling together. And the, the movie wasn't about them being separated and then winding up, you know, coming together at the end. Um, this movie was about them separately. And it was great. Facts. Definitely worth every moment you spent watching this. Facts. Um, for sure, for sure, watch this. Um, if you're not going to, you're broken. I'm going to say that right now. Um, but no, this was like some of the best Digimon content I have ever injected. And watching it again hit just as hard as the first time. I highly recommend it. And yeah, stick around for possibly more Digimon. I hate because this movie has got me so excited about Digimon now. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I don't know. Start O2. And I know how bad of an idea that is. Mm. But uh, let's, let's, let's we'll, start. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. Just like we'll get to more Digimon here on your typical Shona protagonist. You can catch us on all your podcatchers. We're talking Spotify to Amazon podcast at your typical Shona protagonist. Kai, you have stuff too? Yes, you can find me at Static Dreads, um, where I will be talking about, you know, just stuff on the Twitter and whatnot. So yeah, find me at Static Dreads on Twitter. Nice. And catch the other project too at your... Uh, at Content Breaker for your uh, your Western and anime animation needs at Content Breaker. We'll catch y'all next week for more Your Typical Shonen Protagonist.